Welcome to the Novice No Longer Podcast, episode 19. Coming up, how do you turn a little bit of knowledge, which might not even be unique to you, into thousands of dollars of passive income a month? I talked to Brian Yang, who is an online entrepreneur, and he's also a dance teacher to people that are middle-aged and don't know how to dance. And I talked to him about how he grew his income using both YouTube and Kindle publishing. But first, I want to mention the podcast sponsor. And this isn't so much a sponsor as uh, an event that I'm going to, and it's very soon. And I hope that you can join me too. It's it's in its third year. Third year. It's called the Modev UX Conference, and it's happening from May 19th through 20th, which is a Monday and Tuesday in McLean, Virginia, which is basically like a half an hour from the capital, so Washington, D.C. And apparently it's the East Coast's only event, uh, event of its kind, which is uh, the intersection of mobile and user experience. It is a two-day program. There are deep dive workshops, breakout sessions, keynotes, um, a bunch of talks, and people are just going to be talking about mobile and user experience and all that really interesting stuff that I'm totally into and the people that are also building apps and things should also be into. And I talked last time on the podcast about the importance of going to conferences and meeting people and talking to people and just how they can expand your brain. So I'm going. I'm going to be there. I hope you can too. If you want to come, I've got a discount code for you. You can save 30% off registration. The website is modevux, which is M-O-D-E-V-U-X.com. And your discount code, especially for Novice No Longer listeners, is NNL30. And again, that gets you 30% off. So if you are able to make it and you want to come join me, and that'll be a fantastic time. And before we jump right into the interview now, I want to tell you why I really, really, really like this interview and why it's so important and how it kind of relates similarly to what I'm trying to do here at Novice No Longer, and that is to provide value to both listeners and readers uh, with information that they need. And talking about different, setting up different kind of sources of passive income. Now, I have my apps and I have the two iOS apps and an OSX app. And and every month I get income from that. But you really should diversify and find different kind of streams of income. And you don't want to scam any people. You don't want to trick anybody into buying things. But the the real thing is is finding ways you can provide real value. Just like the, the Pomodoro app that I have is something that I actually use. And for productivity people, I know a lot of people also use it. I'm I, they, Tell me at least. Uh, and Reader Tracker, Watcher Tracker, two people are using that. I use that. And for the information that I, I'm putting out with the upcoming course that I'm creating in terms of making apps, it's information that I wish that I had going back there. And it could have saved me so much time. And time equals money. And, and that's really why I'm putting it out in the world. And that's exactly what Brian Yang is doing too. And he's set up this really, really fantastic system that's similar to what I'm doing at Nambas no longer, but more complete. It's more fleshed out and basically it's a it's a place where you find people that are interested in what you're talking about you provide them value you get them to come to your website and then you get them to buy and i'm going to let him go into the specifics of how exactly that happens but the best thing about it is you're actually providing value to people and people like it and you're happy and you're making the world a better place and i i I feel like i'm doing that with novice no longer and I, i thank all of you that are listening to this right now because you are the people that really 
make this possible and allow me to do this. And it's just, it feels so rewarding. And talking to Brian, I know that what he's doing makes him feel rewarded as well. And and that's why I absolutely love this episode. So enough of me babbling on and on about this. We're going to jump right in because there is so much valuable information here, especially if you are new to the world of information products. So without further ado, here is Brian Yang. Enjoy. This is Dan with Novice No Longer, and my guest today is Brian Yang, who's an online entrepreneur who has a popular YouTube channel. He's into Kindle publishing, and he has his own blog over at Design and Hustle, and he's been just recently absolutely killing it over in Our Entrepreneur on Reddit, some amazing content there. So, Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be here, and you are definitely too kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it's awesome. And uh, like I was saying, our entrepreneurs where you first caught my eye because you wrote about building a business with YouTube and teaching people how to dance, and how you just kind of uh, well started doing the freelancing and then built that into the videos, and how you got that entire setup going. And I, I'm really excited to talk about that and learn more about that. But before that, I kind of I always like to learn like how people got to where they are? Like, what is your background? What were you doing before you kind of launched your own online products? Oh, my goodness. It's, uh, it's been a really, 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 really long process. Um, but I guess I'll give, um, I don't want to say the condensed version of it, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to give the uh, impactful points, I should say. Um, but, yeah, basically, I got started as um as a freelancer, I, I actually went to um, Europe, and then during the trip, I decided that I was going to quit my job and start freelancing. And uh, once I got back, I um, actually became a dance teacher, specifically in break dancing. And that sounds kind of funny, but you know, break dancing is definitely still alive, and people are kicking it and doing all these crazy things. But um, yeah, I started doing a lot of uh, dance teaching over at these different studios um, in the local area. And um, from there, I actually, uh, I was basically itching to start something of my own, like a, a business of some sort, because I had re- uh, read the four-hour work week, like uh, the, the whole book, like multiple times. I think, and I just I think thought, a lot of know, online <laughs> entrepreneurs have read that book and had the exact same yeah, experience. That, Exactly. That is pretty much like the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the entrepreneur, or at least the creative entrepreneurship um, Bible. And um, yeah, I was just like, you know, I got to be building something. And it's just kind of like itching in the back of my mind. And I was definitely, you know, keeping my eyes out for, for something. I didn't know what it was at that point. Um, but basically, I recalled this conversation I had with a friend like a couple years before that um, about him teaching guys how to dance in the clubs because um, like the dance teachers, they didn't really understand these guys. These guys didn't want to really learn all these fancy choreography, these uh, hip-hop moves or these um, fancy footwork. All they wanted to do was um, become more comfortable on the dance floor and really not look silly when they're in the club or um on the other hand you know a lot of guys go to the club and they just like stand around and uh, they have their backs against the wall and just like holding on to their drink and they don't know what to do right yeah so 
So like me. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should head over to um, How to Dance for Men and check out some of my videos. Yeah, but no, they're awesome. They're awesome. Uh, I have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, I, I recalled that conversation and um, and I learned that uh, yeah, basically guys are really hurting. Um, a, a lot of guys, like the older guys um, that are entrepreneurs or some of these um, tech guys. Um, are really hurting and uh, they're looking to learn um, how to dance. But so I just thought, you know, why don't I start something like that? Because then he moved over to Japan. So I basically posted this um, advertisement on Craigslist, just uh, basically offering a service teaching guys how to get started with dance, not so much with the fancy moves and um, break dancing or anything like that, just the basic uh, steps. And a couple of days afterwards, I got an email from George, and he is an architect, and he's a little bit older, but he's an architect. And um, basically, we got started with the uh, classes. I taught him a couple different dance moves, and um, over a couple classes, he started to become really good. So I started to get a, a couple more students afterwards, and I started to learn about the market and just the the um, the language, so to speak, and. From that point on, it just kind of grew, and um, I think about five or six months in, um, I heard about this uh, this guy Dylan. He's a soccer coach on YouTube, and he posted like a hundred some videos of just soccer tutorials on YouTube, and uh, he grew this channel to be like at that point it was like nine thousand people, nine thousand subscribers, and he sold an ebook on soccer from his uh, YouTube channel. Well, it's basically from his website, but um, he directed the traffic from YouTube over to his website. And he was making about $100 a day from just the ebook. And it's it's purely passive, and it was growing every single day because his channel was growing every single day. So I basically looked at that model, and I was like, wow, this is, this is absolutely amazing. You know, he was uh, teaching something he was passionate about, and he was doing really, really good on, on YouTube. So I was like, if he can do that, and soccer is not a brand new sport, obviously. It's not, he's not like, teaching um, brand new concepts, just, you know, he's, he's teaching the basics. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, maybe I can do that on, um, on YouTube as well for okay. dance. So that's, I've yeah, got a yeah, quick go question ahead. for you. Now, when you're talking about the, the setup and the funnel with the videos and the website and the ebook, can, what, what is that like? What is the workflow? Like, how, ah. how does it go? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I, no, no, I should no, have gone great. into a little bit of detail. So, um, basically, with the see, YouTube is is awesome for this model of, um, of of info products and info product business. It's because people on YouTube are always searching for information. They're searching for tutorials. They're searching for how tos. They're looking to solve problems, and. If you are um, an expert in an area, you don't even really have to be an expert, just someone with some knowledge in that area. Anyone can go onto YouTube and just uh, start giving out value and start creating this content. And when you create content and you do it con- uh, consistently, obviously, then you get to build this, uh, you get to attract the attention of your target market. You get to attract the attention of these people that are looking for your expertise and you get to build that relationship and that trust really, really rapidly right from the get-go because they're looking for what you have to offer instead of you trying to push whatever you have on other people. So basically, 
um, once the I mean we can use the soccer example, but once the the these um, aspiring soccer uh, I guess you can say players they watch these tutorials they get inspired and then they're like wow you know i want a little bit more um a little bit in-depth information on what this guy is saying so they obviously would click over to his website and from his website he offered this uh, more advanced um training it, it was also an ebook but a more advanced training ebook um for well, basically in exchange for contact information so email and name right mm-hmm. so the um the visitor of the website would basically opt in, and then they would eat, uh, read the um, free ebook. And the ebook is, in a way, a sales letter, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is really interesting. It, it's a really, um, I mean, it's really high value, but at the same time, it served as a sales letter for his premium course that he. Well, it's a, it's another premium ebook that he sold at the end of this um, free ebook, and basically the audience or the person. Opting in, they would uh, read the entire ebook, and um, at the end of it, they have the chance to actually go ahead to purchase this ebook for I think it's like nineteen dollars, um, which is pretty cheap for a product. Um, yeah, but that's if really they cheap. do not, yeah, it's, it's super cheap, exactly. And uh, they they have the chance to purchase that, or they can just uh, jump out of it. But then they would start getting more and more tips, and then from that point on, it's like the email follow up, right? Mm-hmm. So they would get more and more value from Dylan. And at the end of it, I mean, after five or six emails, he's got good content, right? So after five or six of these follow-up emails, usually people would just buy because it's like, wow, you know, I'm getting so much value. What If this stuff is for free, then I wonder what his premium stuff is like. So that's why the system works so well. The overall concept is that by adding value to other people and by showing your expertise and just giving your um, um, biggest secrets or biggest um, um, insights away, you get to attract massive amount of uh, attention to yourself and you get to build that trust right up front. Yeah, and it's really amazing, like th- this entire system that they have set up, because it's, it's kind of like what I have at Novice No Longer, but it the, the way the setup that you're describing is kind of like this closed, complete circle because I, I have the free ebook that I offer and that's to newsletter subscribers. And if you give me your name and email, you get that free ebook. But I, I write fresh content. I keep in contact with people and I'm continually doing stuff. But it, this entire system that you're talking about is a product like the YouTube videos and the website and the follow up series, which is what the series of emails is called and the product. Cause what you're doing is you're generating leads from the video. You're bringing them to the website, you're getting them to opt in, so you know that they're a valuable lead that's actually interested in what you're talking about. You show how smart you are, and each of your emails reminds them, like, hey, I exist, I have this premium product, and then hopefully they close a sale. And through that kind of the cycle, you build the reputation, and that way you can get a much larger sale out of it. Like when you said $19, that's usually really low for a product like this. Usually you see them in like the exactly. $200 to $400 range. And because <laughs> you've built that trust through the system. It's just like sending somebody a book or selling somebody a book or a DVD. But if somebody's looking at your Amazon page, they, they don't know how to trust you. They can read your bio, that kind of stuff. But I mean, they might make a two ninety nine purchase, like $2.99 purchase. But if you funnel them in through this system and prove your value, you can just sell massively more expensive products. Yeah, exactly. You get to, well, um, <laughs> I mean, 
from our end, as the as the information product producers, we get to say uh, we get to sell more expensive products. But on the other hand, is really we get the opportunity to provide a lot more value because we have that connection. We get to keep in contact with our target audience. We get to really use this email, um, this communication, this uh, email. Um, I guess you can say platform to really just add more value, more and more and more value over time instead of just that one post that, you know, some or one video that the the person, you know, they, they see it on YouTube or something and they click away from it thinking that it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's pretty the, much it. The information products that you're selling for those higher prices, like they need to be quality stuff. And because you're, you're selling it through your own channel, you have so much more freedom. Like you can create an entire course, walk people through step by step what to do and have like books and videos. Like you, you can kind of structure it however you need to in order to be most effective with the content that you're selling, which is not a freedom that you have when you're relying on other platforms. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, um, Udemy, Udemy is, is like the platform for reselling courses and, uh, and stuff too, but you don't really get to do that. And the, the price point is usually lower for platforms like that. Or, um, I mean, a, a lot of websites just try to sell right up front um, and, and it doesn't work as well either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know a lot of people that use Udemy, which is kind of like the Academy of You. So the letter U and then Demi. And I'll put this in the show notes for anybody that checks. But I know a lot of people that use that as like a lead generation. So what they do is they sell like Mm -hmm. a a lesser expensive product, like a $19 kind of course. And just like the free ebook that you were describing, that kind of pulls them into the ecosystem, proves the value, and then you can show the more premium content. Exactly, exactly. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I was trying to do. Um, I mean, I, I don't really have anything for Kindle to sell, which is funny, but I, I, like, I just wrote this massive thing for Kindle and I'm, uh, I'm about to put it on to Udemy as well. It's just actually, I'm looking to put it on for free, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes may not be the best strategy because people perceive free stuff to be lower value, but mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, probably another topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so getting back to your story, as you saw this YouTube channel and this kind of website and the more expensive ebook from the soccer coach, and that was kind of your aha moment for your dancing stuff? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know, if he can do this uh, stuff on soccer, then I can probably do it on dance. So I basically just got the, the ghettoist set up set up and then i started shooting videos um right from home just uh, against this blank background with my dslr and uh, i started posting videos uh probably i posted like 10 videos the the first week because i was like you know just get it out there and uh, i started to see traction because i was basically modeling over um existing dance videos online i wasn't the first person to post this type of uh, videos online but you know uh, certainly am the most consistent now <laughs> mm-hmm. um but i model over success and uh, and that's actually one of the, the the biggest concepts to to really keep in mind for youtube or really for for many many other business models but um basically i started posting a lot of videos and just delivering massive value for free um right over youtube and i started to gain this following quite quickly i started to see my subscribership grow um really rapidly uh at one point i just put up a a url um and and it didn't lead to anything i didn't have a website set up or anything like that because i thought you know it's uh it's probably time to um 
the term is dry test, right? It's to, to kind of dry test to see interest. And then after that, after I put the URL up, a couple days afterwards, I started getting people asking me why my URL, uh, why my link was broken. So that's actually the indication for me um, to go ahead to create that website because that means people are actually looking for more mm-hmm. information. So I built the website really, really quickly. Um, and then I... Um, yeah, I built the website really quickly, and I created a three-part um, crash course, so to speak, and I just synced it up. It's kind of like the ebook from um, the soccer uh, business, but in this case, I created a video course because it's kind of hard to teach dance over um, an ebook. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, um, and and um, I was getting great responses for from um, the or people started opting in. And uh, they they gave me really good like response and just like asking me questions and stuff and that's basically how I um, got the uh, got the topics for um, creating this premium course because you know uh, it's best to answer the questions instead of teach what you want to teach those are two different things right you want to um, answer to demands instead of just say you know you should learn this 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 exactly yeah the that's way- what I. Yeah. The, the way to create content is to see what people want to buy rather than just create stuff and then hope they want to buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after uh, I don't really remember the exact point when I decided that I was going to start creating this um, the premium product, but I, I just knew at one point it's, it's about time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it was like uh, maybe a month or a half or a month and a half after I put up my um, free courses. So, from that point, I just shot my free, um, my uh, premium course. Um, it took me, I think, about a week to get the whole thing together, and I just uploaded it. It wasn't the perfect pro- product, and it still isn't the perfect product. I'm on like my, uh, this is my third revision of the product. It's still not perfect, but the point is that it, it solved the problem, right? Um, the, what was I? Yeah, basically I solved the problem of uh, building confidence for the dance floor and just having fun and, and not look silly. And uh, yeah, and because I was um, in contact with my um, audience um, since the very beginning, since I started freelancing, I knew exactly what to say and uh, all the pain points and all the, um, how do you say this, all the, uh, uh, the the hidden pain points, so to speak, the things that people talk about um, uh when people aren't listening, (laughs) like on a one-to-one, like basically speaking on on a one-to-one basis instead of saying, you know, uh, in a group, it's like, oh, I I don't really want to dance because, you know, I feel silly and stuff like that. It's not like that because it's something that's a little bit more personal, right? Mm -hmm. And working with your freelance clients, you got to see exactly what their pain points were, even if they might not be able to articulate it or even know it themselves because you have the experience dancing, you were teaching them, so you guys, so you got to see exactly what they needed. Yeah, exactly. And, and they, they talk, well, they talk about some pretty personal stuff, so, which is really interesting to me. And um, over email, um, over this, uh, like, I, I actually asked the question, it's like, uh, what other questions do you have in terms of uh, learning how to dance? And I get some really personal stuff, which is, which is really, um, I don't know what the word for this is, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that people are opening up about this and I get to kind of, um, dig in and solve that, um, hidden and, and 
uh, this pain that's not really um, talked about too much. Mm -hmm. So where was I? Um, yeah, I created the product and um, I, I did my launch and I thought it was going to be great. Well, I didn't really know what to expect because I've never done a launch before before that, right? And uh, I launched it the day of. Uh, I didn't get any sales. Um, two, three days afterwards, I think, um, I got one sale when I was at my friend's house and, and uh, it, it was like, it was a surprise. Like I did not, you know, I did not know that I was going to, it, it was... It caught you it off was, guard. It was crazy. Exactly. It caught me off guard. And I was at my, at my friend's house and it was just like, bam, um, right to my email. So after that, I started putting out more and more content, obviously, um, over YouTube. Like right now, I have like four uh, dance channels and collectively, I think it's got, I think over 200 videos now. Um, but yeah, I just put, I started putting out more and more content and uh, the sales um, started to grow. And um, I revised my sales letter a couple times as well and um, did some more optimization. And I started a blog. Uh, actually, I have three blogs on, on the dance topic now. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I just started to, to um, create more and more content and provide more and more value. So I started to grow more and more. And uh, at this point, I think, um, I, I wouldn't say I've plateaued, but I'm at this point where I'm transitioning into other ventures. So it's kind of at a point where I'm like, okay, this is good. I want to keep it at this level. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Now, one of the most compelling things I think about your story is that you started creating these videos and posting these videos before you even had a website. I think you mentioned that you had a link, but the link actually didn't go to a live website and you waited until people actually got in contact with you before you made that website. And yeah, that's such an important thing because I think that people who read a lot of articles or listen, like especially people that are listening to this podcast right now are probably just like me and they, they're doing their research and then because they've done their research, they, they hold off on acting because they're like, okay, well, I need to get this right and I need to get this right and I need to get this right. And the, the fact remains that the people that have the most successful businesses are the people that just go out there and do it and they might not be ready and you might not even have a website to even capture those early customers, but none of that matters. What you're doing is you're providing value, you're, you're building the brands and then you, you, you learn and you build as you go along. Yeah, exactly. And uh that's a that's a big big thing I think um I don't want to say in a way that is like like pointing fingers or anything like that, but I think many entrepreneurs get get it a little bit backwards instead of um trying to figure out um, what the market wants, uh we prospect and then we just create something and then we think it's going to be all great and we try to keep it a secret because we're we're kind of scared that other people are going to you know come in and take our ideas which is it, it doesn't happen like that because it's all about implementation all the ideas are pretty much already taken um at least i believe so <laughs> no i, but, I um, completely agree with that yeah um i just feel like Getting the information out there, getting your knowledge and uh, getting your expertise out there and going out and providing value and helping people, that that's going to get you the attention. And at the end of the day, if nobody's looking for your website, then your website technically doesn't even exist, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, exactly. And, and 
I didn't put up a website for the longest time because I knew that if that's the that's that doesn't even matter. It's just going to slow me down if I want to, you know, spend time uh, tweaking this and that when nobody's even visiting my website. Nobody knows about my website, so it doesn't really even matter. Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, it's kind of a form. It's um, it's a version of um, dry t- testing. Dry testing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's is to see. It's to find out if people have interest in what you have before actually going in to create that thing. And that is so, so, so important. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that I think is really important for anybody listening that's kind of intrigued by this information product kind of thing and think that they might have some information of value or, or they might not even know that they do have information of value. And uh, it's one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people getting into the space because it, if you're creating information products, you're, you're obviously not the first person that's going to be talking about a specific product. And so if mm-hmm. everybody has dancing tutorials, you might think like, well, why should I create any? Like there's already ones that exist. But the, the fact remains is there is a group of people that want to learn specifically from you. And even if you're, mm-hmm. you're, kind of you have the same information the fact that it is coming from you is of value just like for me on my website i teach people how to make mobile apps i do a lot of entrepreneur stuff and there are other websites on the on the web that that also teach people how to make mobile apps but i I mean i hope i at least i hope the people that are listening people that are reading like me but there's a you you become attached from the person that you learn from and and there's a certain value to that that's why you have users is because people want to learn from you specifically you have your own perspective, and people can uh, people relate to different people, right? So, mm-hmm. if your uh, if your story is more relatable, or your style of teaching is more relatable, then you get to um, attract that um, audience, and that is essentially your audience, not anyone else's. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I figured because I mean there are other guys um, on YouTube teaching other guys how to dance, but my my content is. Um, is it resonates with a specific type of guys so that um i I get to have those people as my uh customers so to speak and if if the i mean if the audience if they're not receptive to my stuff then they're probably not my customers so i don't have to worry about that they weren't gonna buy from me or listen to my stuff anyway so yeah you have a very strong (laughs) idea not idea, but like you have it strongly nailed down who exactly you're targeting and people are either within that or they're not. And you got that going. Yeah. Now, yeah, um, exactly. And yep. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, uh, I was, I was just going to say if, um, and uh, this is another thing. It's like when I talk to people that are looking to start information product businesses, they're always like, okay, if I give a lot of my, or if I give my best ideas away, if I get my um, expertise away right up front, then people won't want to buy my stuff. But that's just not true. That's a scarcity mentality because the content out there on the web, I mean, you can put the best stuff out there and, and, and if it's really helpful, then people will, well, First of all, they're going to wonder what your pay sub is going to be like if your free stuff is so good. I talked about this briefly. Um, but another thing is you can always 
keep things um, out of context, keep your best uh, content out of context, and people pay for organization. And I get that a lot. A lot of people come to me and they're like, uh, right on my channel, they're, they're like, okay, which video should I start first? It's like, what's the order? So you can provide more value in your um, premium content by uh, packaging things in a way that um, that that is in context and, and in order. And you can provide more value that way. And the people that are not looking to buy or, or they don't want to buy from you because they think that, that you're giving too much away or you're giving or they've gotten all the value they needed, they weren't going to buy from you anyway. So you don't even have to worry about those people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that works to a very specific point. And that is that the information is not inherently valuable. Instead, mm-hmm. it's people's time that is valuable. And people can spend weeks or months like researching a topic and finding the information on their own and putting the pieces together on their own, or they can spend a little bit of money, have you do all that work, have it presented uh, step A, step B, step C, and then they have the knowledge and they have that done in like a couple of days. So really what they're paying for is their time and having more of it. Yeah. And, and time is okay. And this is the, this is the interesting thing. I was talking to my uh, friend about this is, um, I'm not sure if the audience is right now uh, is really into, um, I guess you can say, uh, FBA, which is fulfillment by Amazon. It's the model where, um, I don't want to get in too much into detail, but it's basically finding a product, um, branding it, and then shipping it off to Amazon for Amazon to sell it online. But, but, but I basically learned this process over a four-month period of time since, um, oh, since last year. And uh, there was a course offered on this specific subject at that time, and it was around like $3,000. It's called ASM. Um, but basically, it took me a long, long time, like four months, like I was saying, to learn this entire process. And I, I just thought back to that point when when um, the ASM course was offered. I didn't take it up, obviously, or else I could have cut down my learning curve, uh, the time of learning, um, by probably down to like two weeks even. So I just thought, you know, it's $3,000 um, you know, if I paid that $3,000, then I, I could have saved this three and a half months worth of uh, um, time. And is that worth it to me? And now I think about it, yeah, it's like it totally would have been worth it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I dragged on a little bit there, but the point is, I think people... Paying for information is, it, it makes sense because time, you can't put a value on time. Like when if the time is, you know, you spend your hours, you spend your time and it's gone already. But if you can pay a little bit of money to shortcut that uh, learning curve, then like it's opportunity cost that's lost if you don't spend that money. And that is huge. You know, like being, uh, for me, if I went on ASM, I probably could have cut my learning curve down so much and could have taken that three and a half months to um, expand my business probably like two or three or four folds. Yeah, exactly. Like, like when I first created my first mobile app, it took me about two years and I went down so many different rabbit holes of like trying to learn how to code mm-hmm. and then trying to figure out uh, what I needed to have in order to communicate with a developer and then figure out how, like, how to hire a developer and how to work that. And I used zero tutorials, asked zero questions, and I struggled for over two years. And that's kind of yeah. how I put together the first workshop that I taught. And I'm, I'm creating an online course right now that teaches that. But w- with that kind of 
the blueprint and what I learned over that time, I was able to create my most recent Mac app, which is called Workburst. And I created that and it took me about like two hours of work. And literally that's it. And so far it's been above and beyond the income of any of my other apps and more than paid for itself. And if I had had my course, like I I wish that I had this when I was doing it because I created so many more products and made so much more money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And um, uh, man, like, I don't want to say I regret, but it's like going back and thinking of the time when when I was pitched all these um, different things and I didn't take them up. And now I'm doing the thing itself. I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I, could have shortcut my my learning time by just like down to like a tenth of the time, maybe even less down Mm -hmm. to like one fiftieth. And I could have taken all that time, the learning time, to to replicate that pro, um, uh, that success. I would have gotten from yeah, it, you know, it, it is what it is, right? So yeah, I think it's funny because I think uh, especially people that are kind of new and they're just they kind of they're curious about a topic and then they stumble upon somebody who's creating an information product on that topic. I think people's first instincts are kind of to be like, well, I'm smarter than this. Obviously, they're trying to sell me something, blah, blah, blah. And so they justify not actually making the purchase without actually doing the value. But it's funny, like as you kind of get older and you you learn more yourself like i buy information products and books and tutorials all the time if i need to know a topic mm-hmm. and i i somebody puts it all together because a lot of times i'll try to find somebody and ask questions in that field that kind of thing but, but getting a tutorial that like walks you through it you you sit down for a few hours and bam you're done and it saved you so much time and i i do that just all the time now so yeah. live oh, and yeah. learn oh yeah yeah, exactly, and and I just and and it, it's continuous learning. I mean, we're, we've been on this subject for for a good ten minutes now, but like I just uh, well, I haven't finished it yet. But about a month and a half ago, I started on this um, two thousand dollar course on a bunch of stuff that I already know, but I wanted to get more advanced into this topic. The course is two thousand dollars, and and it's on a topic. Um, is basically creating information products online, and I still took the course because I know that by learning a couple of nuggets from this uh, premium course, it's just going to launch my business to the next level. And it's going to make you more than two thousand dollars, and that's really what it's about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's an investment for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I, I briefly kind of wanted to get into your Kindle stuff because you you just published that uh, Kindle. Uh, tutorial on our entrepreneurs, and you said you're going to bring that over to you to me. Can can you tell me a little bit about your Kindle setup? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Kindle <laughs> Kindle is funny. Um, the backstory of this is basically my friend. Um, he started one book, and uh, this was back when I was doing the YouTube tutorials for How to Dance for Men, and um, he got one book out and it was do it, it was really successful and um he was just telling me about how, how great it was and uh, i was like yeah yeah okay and then he'd come back a couple more days it's like yo it's like it's making sales it's like it's doing really well and then i was like oh, okay and then that happened for i guess uh it was like a couple months even before i even started to take a look at a Kindle publishing, and I realized that it's basically a, a, a universe of its own. And I use this analogy as the uh, monopoly analogy, where 
um, it's green houses and red hotel. It's like you get to, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, you know how real estate, you know how real estate, uh, rental works, obviously, like investing in real estate and, um, basically, uh, renting it out for rental income, the passive income, and then taking that income to invest into more real estate. Now that is how a lot of, uh, the ultra rich get super, super, super rich, right? Mm -hmm. But so why don't we do the exact same thing? Well, it's obvious we don't have that, um, lump sum cash up front to invest in that first piece of real estate, right? But in reality, uh, Kindle is kind of similar to that. Instead of putting like $50,000 down for the first uh, rental property, you get to put anywhere from fifty dollars to $150 down for um, just the first ebook. And then you can start making that um, passive cash from that ebook. Obviously, it's not going to be uh, as big of a cash flow as the house itself, but with that money, it, it comes in like it's actually legit passive income and you get to take that money and then you get to invest it or reinvest it into more Kindle ebooks. So I like to say this, it's basically the you get to play the um, game of the ultra rich without the um, price of entry of the ultra rich. So so yeah, that's what I saw from the very, very beginning on Kindle. So I was like, wow, you know, I'm going to get into this. Um, sorry, not from the very beginning. It's after I failed a couple times and I got my first successful book out. That's when I realized it. <laughs> you kind of see <laughs> how it works first... once you're successful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, my very, very first book I actually wrote myself, it's uh, on creative entrepreneurship and it failed horribly. And it took me, again, it took me a very, very long time to actually learn the process from beginning to end. I think uh, about four months time for me to actually get my first book out, which is way too long. If I would have just taken a course, like we were saying before, I could have, you know, or at least pick my friend's brain properly, then I, I would have been able to cut that down to maybe a week and a half. So that's kind of drawn out um, explanation of the whole thing. But the process itself, um, I use the outsourcing method. And um, and this is not the method that most people use. Most people, they go in, they try to, first of all, write the book themselves, or they try to do one book at a time. And um, it's, it's um, if, if you're looking to do it seriously, it's too slow. <laughs> right now, I have um, a little bit over 600 books out, and I'm about to put out another 400 in the next month and a half. And uh, the system that I use is completely outsourced. So, I, I mean, I do have to do quite a bit of troubleshooting still because I have, I still have to um, bring up, bring on more outsourcers to to sustain my system and and to make everything uh, make sure everything runs smoothly but the entire process is outsourced so i don't deal with the the content creation or anything like that all i do is uh, manage the system now how long are um, these books that you're putting out these books go from anywhere from um from like 35 pages, pretty short, all the way up to about, about 150 pages. And I have books in all different genres, like many, many different topics. Are these are nonfiction? Uh, they are all nonfiction. That's correct. Well, actually, sorry. I have one. <laughs> I have one fiction book, but it flopped. So I haven't figured out how to make fiction work just yet. But maybe it's something for the future. But right now, I'm still focusing on nonfiction. No, do do you at this point have people that are kind of like following your publishing brand so that when you release a new book, they're kind of made aware of it? Or uh, how, how exactly do you do you get seen in the Kindle marketplace? 
Um, again, this this is a there are different models for this. The one that you're talking about um, is basically a model where you have just one brand and you publish a lot of books under just like one genre and it, it can work really, really well um, if you are specialized in that specific genre. Um, for example, like like you can do, let's say, educational books, right? On educational books, you can have uh, a, a book on the topic of like planet Earth or something, and then you create a series over that, and you have um, an, an opt-in form or, or a call to action in your book for people to sign up for the newsletter, and then you release more books and you notify the the um, mailing list of the release of this new book. Now that one works really well, but it's not the one that I follow because I'm like spread out pretty broad across many many different genres. But that is definitely something I'm looking to do later on um, because it's worth it. I mean, optimization is is a really, really big thing, and that's a part of the optimization process. Mm-hmm. Now, kind of to wind this all up, I just have a, a question for you. Like, How do you stay so motivated? What does your day look like in order to be able to create just all this content? Because I think that's a lot of people's issues is just the ability to create so much content. How do you stay motivated? How do I stay motivated in creating uh, content for, well, uh, for which content are you talking about for everything? Okay. Everything you're doing. Like, um, how, how do you stay focused and like just get stuff done? Well, <laughs> and this, I don't, I don't know how this would come across. I'm just going to say it. I'm obsessed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with what I do. And, um, it, it it's in a good way, I hope. Um, so I, I don't really feel like I, I have to quote unquote motivate my motivate myself to build what I have um, to to further um, build onto what I've accomplished so far because it's 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 almost like um, an entity of its own. It's already growing out of my control, and right now all I can do is just feed into it more and more. And I I, I mean I love it. It's um it's seeing like my ideas actually. Um, solidify and and grow wings, so to speak, and just take off. It's it's the most gratifying feeling ever. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, Brian, this has been really, really informative and really helpful. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. No, too kind. If people want to find you, where can they find you online? I I, I started a blog. I mean, it's it's so ugly, but again, it doesn't really matter right now. It's it's progress over progress, um, progression over perfection, right? Um, so my blog is hustleanddesign.com, and uh, yeah, and you can always find me on the entrepreneur uh, subreddit as well because I've been posting quite a bit of stuff on there, and hopefully, I'm adding a lot of value on the subreddit. <laughs> I mean, according to the comments, you definitely are. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I've been getting some good comments. Also, some really, really toxic ones. <laughs> yeah, it, it always happens. But, 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 but I mean, if you're getting haters, then you're doing something right. And I like to go by that saying. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I love that episode because I got to talk about all the stuff that I love talking about too. And if you liked it too, please go onto iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. If you take a screenshot of it and email it to me, I'm going to give you a free copy of Workburst too. So do that. I'll give you a free copy of my OSX app as a gift for listening to the very end and have a good week.